Welcome to today's edition of the Author's Corner, brought to you by KNEO 91.7 FM, The Word. I'm Roberta Foster. Today, I welcome Jamie Dunlop to Author's Corner, and he has written the book, Love the Ones Who Drive You Crazy, which is published by Crossway, and he'll tell you more about how to find the book at the end of the program. Here's just a little bit about Jamie. He serves as an associate pastor of Capitol Hill Baptist Church. He's the co-author with Mark Dever of The Compelling Community and an author of Budgeting for a Healthy Church. Jamie and his wife, Joan, have three school-aged children and live on Capitol Hill in Washington, D.C., and that explains that 202 prefix. (laughs) You got it. So, which means when your listeners see a picture of the Capitol, they can remember to pray for my church. We're right behind the building there and trying to... uh, uh, faithfully hold the banner of Christ high and um, continue talking about Jesus just like people in the church have been for 150 years. Wow. So uh, tell us about your goal for the book, Love the Ones Who Drive You Crazy. Yeah, in some ways my goal was to try to put on paper everything I learned from my congregation as we worked through some really difficult years in 2020-2021 when people disagreed about pandemic precautions and uh, the election. I have a very political congregation. Uh, We disagreed over issues related to race and justice and... um, uh, we sued our city to be able to meet outdoors during the pandemic, and that was lots of disagreement. And I uh, I learned a lot. I had people who were upset with me, and I was upset with people, and I had long, painful conversations, and yet I continued seeing people in my church put Jesus first and care deeply about the unity of the church and seek to understand Mm. me, and um, I was at the same time working my way through the last few chapters of Romans, and I just kept mapping what I learned on what the wisdom was that Paul was giving us, and I thought, I need to put all this down, because I think what I'm seeing is uh, so many opportunities for us to take the wisdom of God in the last chapters of Romans and apply it to all the disagreements that churches deal with today. Mm. Wow. Well, um, you reference uh, a Christ-alone type of church. Uh, what do you mean by that? Yeah, you know, when, when, uh, when churches end up having disagreement, sometimes it's just we've sinned often, right? We need to repent of those sins. I think one thing I've noticed over the years, though, is that um, particularly for those disagreements, that are, they're not gospel disagreements. They're they're the kind of disagreements where we can disagree and still be in the same church. In many ways, those disagreements are there not because things have gone terribly wrong, but because they've gone wonderfully right, that we really have Mm. built a church around Christ alone, and not Christ and, you know, your favorite political stream, or Christ and a shared commitment to homeschooling, or Christ and a particular model of social justice. And uh, when you say this church is just about those who love Jesus and those who have been loved by Christ and been forgiven of their sins, then you're going to have lots of perspectives on all kinds of secondary matters. Mm -hmm. And uh, we should—obviously, it's hard uh, 
but it's a sign that we really have united around Christ, and that's a beautiful and wonderful mm-hmm. thing, and it, it, it's, it's what brings glory to God. Amen. Well, and I like your use of the word secondary, and that seems to be, as, I mean, you even mentioned it, you, you have a church that, that follows God, that loves the word, but then there are still little things that become a really big irritant. And um, But if we focus on the primary and let the secondary be secondary, it's it's easier to be unified, isn't it? It is, but it's so much easier said than done. Yeah, well, right. right we right. say that, how do you do it? And that's where I think those chapters in Romans just pop to life when you realize, okay, these churches in Rome were made of Jew and Gentile. They thought differently about different things. They had different preferences, different culture. They even had differences of conviction. And yet, uh, you know, I love how Romans 15 puts it, uh, as they live in harmony with one another in accord with Christ Jesus, together with one voice they glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And so if we do this well, I think Mm -hmm. God is more honored, more glorified, because the gospel is shown to be more powerful than if we all agreed in everything to begin with. Mm. Well, you talk in your book about eight um, truths that uh, have helped you personally and dealing with keeping a unified church. And we're going to talk more about that in just a moment. Uh, I'm talking with Jamie Dunlop regarding his book, Love the Ones Who Drive You Crazy. It's published by Crossway. And you're listening to Author's Corner, and I'm Roberta Foster. But before we get to those eight truths, um, how would you describe a issue that is a church separating situation versus a difficulty that can be worked through? I'll give you two different types of answers. The first is there are there are some issues that either deny the gospel today or they're going to end up there. Okay. And those are church separate issues. Mm-hmm. I find it interesting in Romans 16, Paul talks about those issues. He says, have nothing to do with them. Avoid right. them. Yep. And so even though he spent lots of chapters talking about how we need to stay together on the secondary matters, Mm -hmm. he has a category for those primary matters. But there's a lot of judgment to figure out what falls in what category. So I think the the second answer I would have is a very simple one, ask your pastors. Mm. Every church is going to have to draw those lines in different places. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes we think we're being courageous because we're standing up for the truth, but in fact all we're doing is we're, we're being divisive, which is something Paul lists as one of the works of the flesh in Galatians 5. And so we need to figure out, okay, how has my church decided they're going to draw those lines? Uh, and um, and let me let others speak into that decision rather than just, you know, basically my favorite talk host, talk, talk host says such and such, mm-hmm. and so I go about saying that every Christian has to be on that side. Well, be humble and ask for advice before you decide something really is a gospel issue. Mm-hmm. Well, your chapters in your book are divided um, primarily through these eight truths that um, have very interesting uh, titles to them. (laughs) One that's kind of humorous and another one that kind of uh, explains what's in that chapter. Um, Why don't you run through the eight truths really quickly and then pick uh, one or two and um, amplify on it. Yeah, so uh, it's just basically eight questions that I often hear from people, uh, sometimes from my own brain. 
and then the truth I see in Romans uh, 4, uh, 12, 13, 14, 15 that answers that. So why did God put difficult people in my church? Truth number one, insistence on unity displays the glory of God. How can I love those people? Truth number two, impossible love flows from impossible mercy. Mm. Uh, number three, what if I don't want to love them? Mm-hmm. Uh, disunity at church lies about Jesus. Uh, wouldn't we be better off without some of them? Truth number four, you belong together. How can I be friends with those people? Truth number five, hope in God creates affection for others. Uh, number six, how can I really forgive those people? Mm. Uh, and the truth in Romans, divine justice empowers full forgiveness. How can I stop judging and despising those people? Uh, truth number seven, people you dislike often act in faith. And then lastly, how can I love those people even when they're wrong? Mm. And truth number eight, we will answer to God. Mm. So uh, you gotta you got to get into Romans to understand how all those truths answer the question. Uh, but I do think that Paul is giving us super practical answers to some really common questions. Mm-hmm. So a few that are particularly meaningful to me, I mean, they're all in here because they're meaningful to me. Right. <laughs> and, um, you know, the Scriptures are uh, divine truth and useful for all matter of life. Right. Um, that second one uh, is where Paul begins Romans 12.1. Uh, I call it impossible love, close, close to impossible mercy. Uh, he says that we can offer our bodies as living sacrifices of love in the Church mm-hmm. in view of God's mercy. The same thing Jesus says, uh, Luke 6, when he tells us to love our enemies. He says, be merciful, therefore, even as your Heavenly Father is merciful. Mm-hmm. And it's significant, because if you ever say, I can't, Lord, I can't love these people, I want to say, yeah, and that's the whole point. Right. Right. If you could just white knuckle it through, that would say a lot about your moral virtue. It would say very little about the power of the gospel. Um, you could say easy love rarely shows off gospel power. Uh, if you're going to love, as Paul describes, with all the people in the church, even the ones you drive you crazy, uh, you have got to grasp the mercy that God has shown to you in Christ, because a supernatural mercy results in supernatural love. Uh, and so I think that's, that's a very Christian starting point. Um, this is this is not something we can do based on our own strength, and mm-hmm. that's the whole point. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, another one's been very significant for me is uh, that question: Wouldn't we be better better off without some of them? Yeah. You know, you look at yeah, I, like I know Paul said in First Corinthians twelve that uh, you know that they they are all indispensable, and I just think, but Lord, couldn't it be indispensable to someone else's <laughs> church body? Like, why me? Right. There's the whiny pastor for you. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, Paul gives us an answer in 1 Corinthians 12. He says we need all the parts of the body, mm-hmm. uh, which is true, and yet that's, I can't build a friendship on the fact that I need you. I build a friendship on the fact that you're worthy of my love. And that's what I see in Romans 12, mm-hmm. uh, where Paul doesn't say merely you need them. Uh, he says you belong to them. We are individually members one of another. Because we belong to Christ, we belong to each other. And uh, I find that verse, it's a command, it's also an invitation. It's, it's, you know, the Lord and His sovereignty, His providence, has put these people in my church for Mm -hmm. a reason. Mm -hmm. Kind of like a blended family, after mom and dad die or, or divorce and, you know, remarry, and you have your step siblings in the family, 
I think what Paul describes here isn't so much what you feel on day one, where, you know, I ought to love them, but more like, you know, after 10 years of things go well, where you say, I want to love them because we're family. Mm-hmm. And we are a blended family ourselves, Jew, Gentile, the Roman right. churches, and we, who knows what in our own churches. Right. Uh, we belong to each other, and that's an invitation to continue to press forward in love and discover that God has his reasons for why we're here. Mm-hmm. And I found that useful so many times when that one person in my congregation, I'm just thinking, Ugh, do you really have to be here? Right. In God's wisdom, absolutely. Mm. Well, we've flat run out of time. Um, Much more to learn by reading a copy of Love the Ones Who Drive You Crazy, written by Jamie Dunlop. So, Jamie, how can people find out more about this book and how to get their own copy? Yeah, it's published by by Crossway, as you mentioned, but with an organization called Nine Marks Ministries, which is an organization that helps uh, promote healthy churches. So uh, probably the cheapest way to get it is on the Nine Marks website, ninemarks.org, the number nine marks.org. You could also get it on Amazon. I read a version for Crossway that's on audible.com. Mm. Uh, so wherever you get books, uh, I think you should be able to pick up a copy or listen to a copy. Fantastic. So one more time, the book today is Love the Ones Who Drive You Crazy. And we've been talking with Jamie Dunlop. We certainly thank Crossway and Nine Marks for giving us a copy of the book to talk about. And Jamie, it's been a real pleasure, um, if not only a little convicting, in talking with you today. (laughs) I hope encouraging, too, as as we see the glory of God around us at church. So to our listeners, thank you for tuning in. If you missed any part of today's interview or would like to hear it again, you can find it on your favorite podcast provider. Join us again next time on Author's Corner. I'm Roberta Foster. Do you have five minutes for God? I'm Pastor Ed Wilson, and I believe there's no better way to begin each morning than spending a little time with Him. That's why every weekday morning I bring you a short devotional broadcast designed just for that. Look up God's five minutes wherever you get your podcast to kickstart your spiritual walk for each day. We'll always do it in five minutes or less. Have you talked to God today?